Good morning, dear friends. Hope everyone is safe. Um, today we are going to study Marxist criticism. As I told you in our previous conversation, uh, this semester we have to study uh, cultural studies paper. And cultural studies paper, I am dealing with the third module of cultural studies paper. There uh, we have uh, three concepts. Uh, to analyze the first is structuralism second is post structuralism and the third one is marxism um i thought i'll start with marxism and you know as uh, students we should understand what marxism is especially when you study in this college isn't it so what do you mean by marxism marxist criticism uh Actually, what uh, we are supposed to learn as students of literature is Marxist criticism. But before that, we should understand what Marxism is. Okay, so let's start Marxism. The school of thought called Marxism, as you know, was jointly found by Karl Marx and Frederick Engels. Karl Marx was a German philosopher and Engels was a German sociologist. Interestingly, they called their economic theories not Marxism but communism. And they proclaimed the advent of communism in their most celebrated work, Communist Manifesto, which they wrote jointly. Now, what does Marxism stand for? What is the basic aim of Marxism? The basic aim of Marxism is to bring a classless society. I repeat, the aim of Marxism is to bring a classless society. We should understand the meaning of the word class first. What do you mean by class? In uh, Marxian terms, class is a layer of society, a strata of society, isn't it? Uh, for example, in a high school classes, we have learned about uh, feudal lords and serfs, two classes in Europe. Right, you had the feudal lords and the people who worked for them were known as the serfs. Later, we have, as we uh, always say, uh, the bourgeoisie and the proletariat, isn't it? The working class and the bourgeois, the uh, upper middle class, right? How can you bring about a classless society? This is the next question. Yes? By abolishing the private ownership of things. What will happen the private, when the private ownership is abolished? The state will be the owner of things, isn't it? Industry, transport, etc. Or in other words, there should be a common ownership for the means of production, distribution and exchange. Yes, and from this, we understand that unlike other philosophies, Marxism is a materialist philosophy. That's why it's known as dialectical 
മെറ്റീരിയലിസം വൈരുദ്ധ്യാത്മക ഭൗതികവാദം ഡയലക്ടിക്കൽ മെറ്റീരിയലിസം റൈറ്റ് ആൻഡ് ഇറ്റ്സ് എ മെറ്റീരിയൽ ഫിലോസഫി ആൻഡ് ലൈക്ക് അതർ ഫിലോസോഫിക്കൽ ഡോക്ടറൈൻസ് സോ വാട്ട് ഇസ് എ ഡിഫറൻസ് ബിറ്റ്വീൻ അതർ ഫിലോസോഫിക്കൽ ഡോക്ടറൈൻസ് ആൻഡ് മാർക്സിസം clearly marxists do not believe in the existence of forces beyond the natural world uh which are not able to explain do you understand it does not believe in the intervention of supernatural forces or divine forces which would uh, solve the problems of this world or marxism tries to offer a concrete or logical or scientific explanation of this world of this observable facts of this world of the world that is around us i hope this idea is uh, idea is clear to you right what do you mean by marxism what is the aim of marxism what is the nature what uh, how exactly marxism differ from other philosophies right it's a materialist philosophy and it does not seek to uh understand the world with the help of divine forces and uh, that's what uh, marx famously says in his um 11 thesis on pure back mm? these are the words these are actual words which are in fact inscribed on his grave i'll quote those words the philosophers have only interpreted the world in various ways the point however is to change it is act, uh, actually what marx intends when he says that um, uh, communism is a materialist philosophy so unlike the other philosophers who try to interpret the world here marx are trying to change it i have already mentioned the concept of class and for marxist the classes are always in a struggle for power that you know always the struggle is there now according to marxian terms we say that the struggle is between the proletariat and the bourgeoisie before it was between the feudal lords and the serfs so when you uh, 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 read history you will understand that history is full of this class struggle and uh, why class struggle class struggle because there is always a competition for uh, economic uh, a uh, social and political advantage and uh, in this uh, race for economic or political or social advantage uh, definitely there will be exploitation of one class over the other right and um, uh, we can uh, uh, um, take the example of industrialization to explain this concept see during the times of industrialization there was child labor as you know and you can uh, see various instances of child labor in uh, various literatures of the period classic example is william blake's famous poem the chimney sweeper right where children were exploited poor orphans homeless children destitutes uh children were employed in industries they were they were exploited and you know uh, others there are many others who were exploited during uh, the uh, industrialization period for the benefit or uh, 
profit of the industrialized okay now what happens as a result of this profit motive one of the result is as mark say alienation a l i e n a t i o n the workers are alienated from the totality of the work uh what do you mean by the sentence uh the workers are de-skilled right and they are forced to perform repetitive task without understanding the nature and purpose of the work which means the workers will be forced to do work repetitive jobs they won't understand why they are doing this particular job right uh for example they will be forced to make let's say the valve of a machine and they'll be uh, continuously producing this valve without knowing the purpose of this without knowing the coherence of the machine the completeness of the machine the finish of the machine right what the purpose of this is for to what uh, uh, machine does this constitute they won't understand the totality of the machine they go on making the small piece of machinery do you understand and um, during the cottage industries you know the home and the workplace were one and during those times it was not possible the workers were in direct contact with their products and they knew what they are making they knew about the final uh, make of that uh, product but industrialization uh, example is um, mm, hard times by charles dickens when you read this particular novel you will understand how uh human beings are reduced to just uh, a part of the machine do you understand and uh, in order to understand this particular concept marks uh, adds another concept and the, the this concept is known as reification r e i f i c a t i o n this is reification and what do you mean by the word reification reification in fact appears in uh, the work das capital okay and uh, it means um as a result of the po- profit mindedness and capitalist goals of the uh, owners of the factory owners or the industrialized uh, what happens is workers become a mere labor force or in other words as i told you they are just the extension of the machine on which they work people become things or appendages of machines the humanitarian element is lost there they will go on working they will not understand why they are working what is the purpose what is the final result of their work etc etc just like machines they are working another term of industrialization is utilitarianism it's not connected with uh, directly connected with marxism but um, utilitarianism means a man's utility is according to the work he does do you understand and if he is not or she is not worth uh, uh the uh, utility he should be or she should be thrown out you understand 
this is utilitarian philosophy if he is not useful or if she is not useful according to the capitalist goals he or she can be thrown out this is utilitarian philosophy what happens to such a society you know what will happen to such a society because there will be no place for those who do not fit the capitalist goals of people of rich people okay that is utilitarianism so we i have introduced here three terms alienation reification and utilitarianism do you understand now uh, as i told you uh, marx was uh, very much influenced by the socialist philosophies of french revolution and at the same time he always says that he is uh, said that he, he was indebted to the philosopher german philosopher hegel especially to his idea of dialectics that is why marxism is known as dialectical materialism what do you mean by dialectics the meaning of the word dialectics is the opposing forces or ideas bringing about new situations and ideas i hope the idea is clear opposing forces that's why i told you there'll always be class struggle uh, the struggle between the opposing forces and as a result of this struggle a new force will be formed this is hegel's idea of dialectics now how does a marx marxist view a society um for a marxist a society is structured like a pyramid what is a peculiarity of pyramid we have studied the structure of pyramid in again in school classes right pyramid will have a base and a superstructure and marxists believe that the base of this pyramid or the base of the society because they believe that society is like a pyramid is economics and uh uh in other words the base is a material means of production distribution and exchange i hope the idea is clear the uh, society is structured like a pyramid and the base of the pyramid is economic activities or it is a material means of economic activities means what it is material means of production distribution and exchange this is what constitute economic activities and what does the superstructure constitute i told you it's in the shape of a pyramid which has a base and a superstructure what does a superstructure constitute superstructure consists of all the other activities of the society for example you will have art religion law etc etc that come in the superstructure we always have a tendency to say that um art is above everything religion is above everything isn't it but marx never or the marxist never believe that these are all innocent things these are forces which are shaped by the nature of the economic base i'll give you an example again from history let's take mughal period for example 
the uh, culture of the mughal society or the art of the mughal society was uh, an indirect result of the uh, economic activities that happened in the base send it the development of architecture right you consider uh, the period of akbar as the golden period of uh, mughals send it why is it considered as a golden period of mughals because you say that everything developed during the mughal period art culture architecture everything and uh, there was a religion uh, which was uh, considered as a blend of hindu muslim and sikh philosophies right and uh, you believe that everything flowered during the mughal uh, period especially during the period of akbar but when you take the um, the uh, uh, economic base of uh, that period you will understand that it was very stable right only if the economic base of the country is stable you will have a development in the superstructure and the uh, things that come in the superstructure are the result of the activities in the base for example the uh, mindset of or the art and the culture of the people who uh, live in a religion which produces cash crop the art and art and other cultural activities of people who live in the region which produces cash crop is quite different from the festivities culture or the uh, art forms that are there in a region which produces food crop send it uh for example most of the festivals festivals that we celebrate onam vishu etc etc are associated with what farming isn't it this festivals are result of the harvest of that period or the agricultural base of that period isn't it so that's why it's told here that economic base actually determines the upper structure or the super structure of the society which in other words is known as economic determinism do you understand this is an important concept as far as marxian study is concerned i have given you reification alienation utilitarianism etc utilitarianism uh, utilitarianism is not directly related to marxist philosophy no reification alienation and the third concept is in fact the economic determinism i added utilitarian philosophy now to make a reification and alienation understand you have to understand this philosophies reification and alienation the concepts reification and alienation that's why i included the concept of uh, uh, utilitarianism but the third important concept of marxism is actually 
economic determinism do you understand now we have a a few marxist thinkers which i'll do in the next class you have uh, engelsian marxist criticism and later the influence of the structuralist and the post structuralist in marxian ideology which i will do later okay for the time being uh, hear this uh, podcast and if you have any cl- clarifications you can call me uh between 9:30 and 3:30 okay see you